Welcome to the Healthpreneur Show with Uriel Kine. We're so glad you're here. Every episode, we're going to bring advice and conversations with experts that will help you grow your health business. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Yuri here once again with you, and I am joined today by Anna Gala, who is another local Torontonian-ish. Uh, if you guys have been in the, you know, tuning into the show the last little while, we've had a lot of people from Toronto, lots of amazing guests from Toronto because it's a great city. Anyways, um, just in case you don't know, Anna is a soulful business coach who helps coaches and impact-driven entrepreneurs who are stuck in the one-on-one hustle, build an aligned and abundant business through mindset, soulful strategy, and less time trading time for money. So we'll get into that. Anna, welcome to the Health Runner Show. Yeah, thanks. Nice to be here. Absolutely. So for those who are watching or listening and wondering, like, what is a soulful business coach? What, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So, I mean, traditionally, I guess when you're thinking business coach, it's all business. But in my experience throughout my journey and what I teach to my sister clients is that there's a soul to your business and your business is an extension of you and who you are. And it has to be nurtured and cultivated in the same way that you would nurture and cultivate yourself. And so, and yeah, how, just adding a little soul. Yeah, cool. And so how did you stumble upon that? Like, I'm sure there was something that happened at some point in your business, your life, where you had some type of realization. Do you remember that moment or that sequence of events? I mean, there were many, <laughs> for sure. It really started out just as my personal development journey started. And, you know, I tell the story all the time, but it started from having an anxiety attack and I literally, I could not ignore, you know, that there was something happening inside of me that needed to, it's, you know, needed my attention. And so as I was building myself and as I was, you know, working through my own healing and through my own mindset, you know, the business aspect came later. I was working a nine to five at the time and just as I was cultivating kind of who I was, what I wanted to share um, and who I was really in this space and in this industry, didn't start out as a business coach. I started out as a meditation teacher actually, but, you know, I really realized that the more that I took care of myself and the more that I came into personal alignment, the easier everything else flowed. Mm -hmm. And when I wasn't in personal alignment or when I was, you know, having scarcity thoughts or being really hard on myself, the business stuff kind of slowed down too. It was like, there was a direct correlation. It was, I couldn't ignore it. And so really putting an emphasis, not only for myself, but for what I teach that one needs to be tended to at the same time as the other so that they can both grow at the same time. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I can totally relate to that because I've been on two Esther Hicks cruises. I don't know if you're familiar with- uh, Of course. And during both of those cruises where I did zero, nothing, no input on my business, we had some of our best weeks. Yep. And every single time I've taken time off for a vacation, uh, I tell my team, I'm like, just wait, good things are going to happen this week because (laughs) it's just, I agree with you. Like it's when you're in that alignment, um, everything flows much more naturally. So that's uh, a cool realization. We've had a number of guests who share a similar philosophy. And I think it's, there's more and more people who are starting to see this. They're experiencing it. They start to realize like it's more than just metrics, right? Yeah, totally. And even on uh, the group call that we had last night with, with my clients, one of the big topics was the fact that, you know, we're in this hustle culture and it's a very like divine masculine energy, which there are many 
you know, good purposes and uses for that type of energy, but coming at it from a more balanced place and knowing that you need to nurture and, and, you know, slow down and be present and, and be in flow and have some freaking fun, you know, as well as checking off the lists and, and being the human doing versus being a human being. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of extend on the story that you said about going on a cruise and having great months, I actually have a sticky note on my laptop right now that says the more space I make for me, the more space I make for abundance, literally on my laptop, because it really is so true. When you step away from the work, it doesn't mean the work stops working. It means you're making space for it to actually come in as opposed to this constant forward, you know, force forcing energy that you're putting into it. Sometimes you just got to get out of the way. So all those seeds that you planted can, can come in. Yeah. That's amazing. I um, can relate to what you said about the masculine energy and like, like the hustle and the go, go, go. Cause I've been a very type A person for most of my life. And mm-hmm. I'd say in the last couple of years, I would say half of my working day is actually spent in activity. Like, I mean, walking exercise, not beside the computer, because I've recognized that that's a very important part of my day. And I tell my wife, if I'm working out or if I'm going for a walk, that's still a work time for me, at least. Oh, yeah. So for you, how do you balance that, uh, maybe that internal dialogue that's like, hey, you got to get this done, keep working, whatever, with the understanding, the higher self understanding to say, like, it's all good. I'm going to relax, knowing things are going to come in. How do you balance those two? Yeah, I mean, the A type in me time blocks (laughs) certain things. So like I'm time blocked. My morning magic is time blocked. Nothing happens before 11 AM for me. Um, like on a work, on a work front, Mm -hmm. that's total me time. What do you You do before 11? What does that, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I have, um, something called the morning magic method that I put together and we're actually just about to publish the morning magic journal and it's three categories. So get still get moving and get going. And so get still is a lot of the things you'd probably assume is, you know, journaling out morning thoughts and feelings is meditating is, um, there's a little uh, daily journal prompt in there. Gratitude, obviously, um, you know, making your bed, stuff like that, just really kind of getting yourself into a place that you can just take a moment to process, make some space in your head, um, and r- get into a better feeling and vibration on like a mental and emotional level. And then get moving is of course, like moving your body in whatever way feels good to you. It doesn't have to be an hour, you know, hit training session. It could be like throw on your favorite playlist and dance around your house. It could be going for a walk or stretching or, you know, jumping on a rebound or whatever it is that you feel most called to that day. But also something that's often forgotten is also moving your brain. And so like, how can I move my brain muscle just like I have the intention of moving my body and, you know, whether it's listening to an audiobook or a beautiful podcast like yours, um, or like even doing something like a Sudoku puzzle or a crossword puzzle, or like a little bit of an online course, or, um, you know, whatever it is to invigorate and kind of bring some, um, excitement to your mind. And also I find that, I mean, I listen to a lot of self-development books, basically 99.9% of them are. So I get super inspired first thing in the morning. And so it really gets, you know, gets your mindset going as well. Um, and then get into the get going portion of the morning magic, which is getting clear on what you want your day to look like and feel like. So 
top five priority tasks as opposed to like, you know, the 8,325 things on a to-do list that you're like scrambling yourself all day trying to get done, Mm -hmm. but just picking like top five priority things. Like if I get these five things done by the end of the day, I will feel like this has been a successful day in the divine masculine kind of element. But then also committing to a few mindful moments throughout the day. Like I'm going to go on like a midday walk. I'm going to like have a breath break. I'm going to reach out to a friend or like do an act of kindness, something to kind of keep the magic flowing throughout the day and then picking an intention. So how do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? And then choosing the mantra that you need for that day. And so like having all of that, that can absolutely be done within the first hour of your day. I extend mine out because I just keep extending it longer and longer as we move along. But even just having that first hour of your day off tech, airplane mode, no emails, no news, for goodness sake. In general. And just, yeah, in general, (laughs) tell me about it. But just really dedicating that first hour of the day to you, to your mindset, to your heart set, you know, to your um, vibrational frequency and what you want your day to unfold as. I love that. It's so good. What are you, what are you listening to right now? If you're listening to like audiobooks, are you reading them or both? Yeah, I'm actually um, doing the Joe Dispenza breaking the habit of being yourself right now. Mm-hmm. My sister and I have a little book club going, but so we're into that. And I mean, I always have ones kind of laying around that like, I'll just maybe like just flip to in the morning and just like read wherever I go. I'm like, I trust that like whatever I'm guided to is exactly the message I need to hear today. So I have like asking it as given, you know, mm-hmm. next to me uh, most times. And uh, yeah, I just usually just grab something off the shelf and see what inspires me that day. Nice. I was actually, I was talking with my wife about that book last night. Cause I'm like, I had a bit of a meltdown with my kids. I have, I have four boys at home all under 10. So I like, I just kind of hit my boiling point last night. I'm like, uh, I was like, my spirit is leaving my body. And I'm like, <laughs> remember that book asking it is given. I don't know if that's true in this scenario where we've asked several times for them to chill out. <laughs> like it hasn't been given yet, but anyways, no, that is a, that is a terrific book. And for anyone who's listening, watching, who hasn't read it, read it. Honestly, just read any of the stuff from Master Hicks, Abraham. Uh, it's really good stuff for sure as well as Joe Dispenza is awesome. There's so many amazing authors and thought leaders. And the cool thing, as I'm sure you've noticed, is that they're all saying the same thing, more or less, Yeah. yeah. right? You get what you focus on, da, 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 da. So it's just nice to have um, different messengers, I guess, you know, find those that resonate with you most, which I think yeah, is pretty cool. You could have heard the same message a million times, but somebody says it in the right way at the right time when you're like ready to receive it and it finally something clicks. So yeah. yeah, and even reading the same book a year later, you're a different person then. So it'll seem like a whole new book at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you were working with, with your clients, so actually before we get to this, so you went from kind of anxiety ridden Anna to meditation coach and then into business coach how did that how did you make those transitions and why did you go from meditation to coaching business yeah it was over like a longer period than maybe you're making it seem to be but um meditation was first obviously was the tool that first really helped me and my anxiety and just creating a greater level of awareness around like what was actually happening inside of me um and then it was, you know, kind of moved into 
self-empowerment and then mindset stuff. And it kind of just kept growing and building. And the business stuff just kind of happened by accident, to be fully honest with you. I just, I had built this business that was doing really well. I was living like this great lifestyle. I was traveling all the time, um, you know, working remotely and other solopreneurs and coaches would reach out to me and be like, so like, tell me what you're doing, anything that you would suggest. And it just kind of unfolded organically. I started to work with coaches and solopreneurs and wellpreneurs, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, with a lot more mindset. And then like the business stuff started to get, I was like, wait, I do know a lot about this. <laughs> like, I've built a pretty great business so far. So I started to give them tips and then it just started to unfold from there. Then I worked with a coach um, and she gave me the real big nudge to, to go in this direction. And I'm so grateful I did because it's so interesting that right when you do something that maybe feels scary, but you know, deep down is something that's really aligned. As soon as you do it, things just click and you get the divine downloads and things just start to flow. It's like, oh, okay, I was really meant to do this. Yeah. You know, everything just kind of unfolds and unleashes in a really aligned direction. So yeah, that's and how I got here. That's awesome. And was there, you knew it intuitively, like you knew it was the right thing to do. Was there resistance? Was there fear? Was there doubts in that process? How did you move through that? If there was a hundred percent there was even just niching out and telling people that I was a business coach. Of course, all these narratives came up just like they did when I was at the very beginning, when I announced that I want to be a meditation teacher, you know, I like worked in the nightclubs and, you know, I had a nine to five, but I was on the weekends. I was working in nightclubs, you know, I was a little crazier at the time. And so of course, ego voice chimed in, like, who are you to be talking about this? What are people going to say? Um, people that really know you, like, what are they going to judge you? Like, of course, all those narratives came up. Um, and the same thing, you know, similar things happened when I decided to really niche down and present myself as a soulful business coach. And I even did like a, I call them namaste real talks. And I did a little video on that, on it, just really talking about like, are people going to unfollow me? Am I going to lose followers? Like, are people not going to care? Like, am I at a point in my business that I can be doing this? Like, should I be even more successful before I'm, you know, relevant or enough or all of the narratives? I mean, I think we all have them in <laughs> one way or another. But at the end of the day, you can choose to stay stuck and scared, or you can choose to just take a chance on yourself. And hey, if it all falls apart, at least you can say you tried as opposed yep. to sitting in what ifs for the rest of your life. It just doesn't, one seems a lot more uncomfortable than just trying to do it. Yeah, for sure. I, I really like, I don't know if you feel this way or I'm sure you deal with this is like, you speak with someone who knows they need to do the thing they say they want to do. Like 10 out of 10, I know I need to do this, but insert excuse. As a coach, super frustrating because you care about helping someone, right? Of course. How do you walk them through that? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on the person and it depends on how they're speaking about it because it's so interesting. And I think that a lot of coaches have a really beautiful gift to read between the lines and we, cause we've gone through it ourselves. And so mm -hmm. we can call it the bullshit. If somebody's saying something like, I know exactly what you're actually saying. I'm going to tell you, it might sting a little, but this is the real truth. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of resources that I, um, recommend if somebody's going through something or if somebody's getting in their own way one of them being and i will say another book that i think every single person on the planet should read is called the big leap from gay hendricks yeah, that is like every person needs to read that and understand how we're getting in our own way so much of the time but so like thinking about you know self-sabotage is this something that um you know might be happening secretly you know or 
knowingly, but there's definitely a lot of mindset work. And so like naming it, getting it out, really um, speaking it into existence so much that it gets less powerful. So it's like, okay, like what's the worst that can happen? Or if that did happen, what, like we, we take it all the way to the worst possible variable. And then we realize, okay, maybe that's actually not as bad as I was making it out to be in my head when I was holding it all in. But with um, my coaching program specifically, I have an assistant coach, uh, Crystal McIntyre, and she guides my clients through human design. And so everybody has their own soul map and characteristics that if we don't know about them, we sometimes maybe feel guilty about the way that we're, you know, that we're acting or the way that we are, or the way that we're showing up when a lot of the times it's actually something that's very much a part of our fabric. And so she guides them um, through human design, um, which is really helpful because then it just starts to give you a higher level of acceptance. Like for example, I'm a generator and part of being a generator is we have dips. That's a part of it. And the dips just mean that it's creating some space and reserving some energy for something that, you know, you're about to blast off into. And I really sat with a lot of guilt for a long time. Like I've been doing the work. Like, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling low energy? And this whole time it was totally a part of my makeup and a part of the fabric of who I was. And so when I knew that, and I felt a dip, I would just let myself dip and be like, okay, I'm going to not work today. I'm going to just go for a walk. I'm going to watch some Netflix. I'm going to do whatever the heck I want to do and allow myself to ride this out while still taking good care of myself. You know, the self-care practices are always um, a, a daily thing, but so there's a few different ways, but there's definitely, um, yeah, a lot of mindset and a lot of just self-understanding and self-acceptance and then, yeah. you know, a swift kick in the butt whenever needed <laughs> depends <laughs> on the person, I guess. Yeah, I think self-awareness is important, right? Like, I think that's a great, a uh, very common trait that I see among great leaders is very high levels of self-awareness where they understand, this is what I'm feeling. Here's why I'm experiencing it. Is it the truth? Is it bullshit? Is it fear speaking? And like, I really, it's like, I understand not everyone is like myself or you and everyone has their own journey, but it's, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. That's why I love coaching is because you can help someone through transformation where the stories they tell themselves are exactly why they're in the current situation. Yeah. Right. And it's being able to help them through that, even though it's very uncomfortable for them, maybe for us as well, but that's where transformation starts. And I think that's really amazing to be able to do that. Yeah. And you know what, it's so, so much of the conversation that I not only had with myself, but that I have with my clients is just the way that we perceive things to be makes them what they are. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, part of the mindset conversation that happens is, okay, this is the way that this person is perceiving it. And even if you just offer somebody a slight shift in perspective, it makes a huge impact. They're like, whoa, like I never actually would have thought about it that way. And then they've unlocked themselves from that, you know, that vice of, you know, ego voice or whatever, it's self-sabotage. And they can now choose to perceive it differently, which makes it different, which makes them within it different so that they can choose differently and then they can have a different outcome. So it's really like these little pivots and shifts in, in, in mindset and in perception. Cause, and I say this all the time that everything is neutral. Everything that happens is neutral and we hold the labeler and we label it as bad or challenging or difficult um, or amazing or joyous or magical or a miracle. So 
if we're the ones that are holding the label and we remember that in some of the tougher situations, of course, we're going to honor and acknowledge and process the feelings because that's an important part of the you know healing process in general. But when we know that we're the ones that are holding the labeler, then we could just label it the way that we want to see it based on the way that we want to feel about it. Mm-hmm. And that makes it completely different and makes the outcome completely different. That's powerful. Yeah. Cause it is about the meaning we give to anything. And yeah. it's, I like to ask a question um, to some of our guests and I'll ask them like, how do you know when you're being successful? And there's two, there's two directions that usually goes. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I guess I'm not asking you the question because I'm about to ruin it, but <laughs> okay. one direction is person says, I know I'm being successful when uh, people are telling me I'm doing a good job. I get clients testimonials, all that stuff. Path number two is I know what I'm going to, I know I'm being successful when I've given my best and I feel fully in alignment and all that kind of stuff. And it's very interesting to see the difference in those two answers because one is very externally driven. The other one's internally driven. And the thing I've noticed is like, you know, if you, I'm not, I'm not judging, but I'm just saying from my experience, if you take the good, you also have to take the bad, mm-hmm. right? If someone leaves you nice comments and, you know, great feedback, for me, it's two sides of the same coin. You know, it's like, you can't just negate the negative if you only take in the positive. It kind of has to go both ways. So I think, as you mentioned, like seeing everything as neutral to be able to say good or bad, I know I'm doing my best and that stuff has no effect on me. I think that's a really nice place to come from. And I just thought about that as you brought that up of like neutrality, right? Yeah, it, ha- it, it fuels resilience. Yeah. Because if you're constantly at the mercy of external, then it's going to be real freaking hard. Mm-hmm. But if you stand in your truth and you stand in your power and you stand in just the decision that, you know, come what may, like, I know that I've shown up for myself. I've shown up for my clients. I'm doing the best that I can. And again, we were talking about this on the call the other day, because one of um, my clients was talking about the fear of just responsibility. Like she's close to launching a, an offer. And she's like, what if this goes really well? And then I got to be responsible for all these freaking people, you know? And as much as, yeah, you know, obviously there's a pressure there, but you're going to create something that you're proud of with tools that, you know, have helped you. And then it's up to the person who purchases to use the tools, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to be a victim of that for sure of, the, of taking over responsibility for my clients results, mm-hmm. which was not helpful. Cause I was doing things like over serving and over holding. Um, and, you know, lacking time boundaries for sure. But when we can realize that we're doing something that we can stand behind and it's up to the other person to get the results because we got the results from it and it's been proven, you know, time and time again with different clients, with our own journeys and, you know, kind of taking a little bit of the pressure off of yourself to be the, you know, be all end all mm-hmm. for your client. It's them that need to go through the journey themselves. Totally. Yeah. Value is an extraction game. For sure. Totally. Yeah. Like we, I don't know if, I don't know what you guys have in terms of like uh, refund policies or guarantees, but for us, we tell people straight up, we have a 0% money back guarantee because your results are 100% up to you. And we tell them right up front. We're like, listen, we're amazing at what we do. And it doesn't matter what someone else did or didn't do. It has no bearing on you. You have everything to do with your results. And that's why I love at least the way we approach it, like coaching, it's a very no bullshit type of relationship, mm-hmm. right? It's like you take ownership or we don't work together, right? 
if you want to point fingers, buy a book and start there, you know? Um, And I think that's what a lot of people need. It's like a lot of people are in situations in their life, be with their health or business where they aren't where they want to be because they haven't taken ownership of, of their life, of their results. And that's very hard for people to hear, but it's the truth. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere from constantly complaining about where you are or complaining about the lack of results. Like, but can you fully say that you've shown up consistently Mm -hmm. with committed effort, not for a week, not for a day, not for even a month? Like, have you really shown up and done the work? And if the answer to that is not like, is not a full yes, then, you know, what do they say when you're pointing at somebody else, there's three fingers pointing back at you. It's like, maybe you should redirect that energy back inwards and see, okay, well, how can I show up differently? Or how can I do this in a way that um, will yield more results based on what I'm given? And it's not like, you know, I'm sure you give a ton of resources, tools, and guidance. It's all there. It's all there. Just like follow and commit and it, it will work. Yeah. It's like in school, you've got a class of a hundred students. Some get F's, some get A pluses, same material, same teacher. What's the difference. Right. And I think if we're really honest about ourselves, it's like, if I didn't get the results, something I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not doing something or there's something I'm missing. And I think the quicker we can take responsibility for that, the quicker we can see the change we want to see. So, yeah. Yeah. And it ties right back into your resilience, entrepreneurial resilience. It's mm-hmm. you want to grow as an individual, become an entrepreneur, you know, like Seriously. you're going to get so much thrown at you. And if you can't bounce back, or if you constantly see obstacles as something that's getting in your way versus something that's shifting you or pivoting you into a more aligned direction, or just prompting you to find a better way, then it's not going to work out. You yep. need to, you know, be able to fall down what does it fall down 10 times, get up 11? Like it's like, just, just keep getting up and keep figuring out how to do it a better way. But especially when you have somebody who's guiding you and coaching you telling like, this is a way that you can do it. Just yeah. Commit and trust and trust in yourself and in Mm -hmm. the process and in your journey and your timing and just keep going. It's like advice for all. (laughs) Totally. That's great. It's really, it's really good advice. Thanks so much for sharing that. Anna. Um, just before we finish up, what is the best place for our viewers and listeners to follow your work online? Yeah, you can come hang out with me on Instagram at sitwithanna or sitwithanna.com. Cool. Awesome. Uh, we'll link up to those in the show notes for you guys to make it nice and easy. And this has been awesome. Uh, great to have you on the show. Thanks for peeling back the curtains a bit and sharing a piece of your journey. This has been, uh, this has been a treat. Thanks so much. Very welcome, man. Thank you for joining us on The Coach's Corner. If you didn't know, inside of our private Facebook group, The Healthpreneur Hub, Yuri's show, The Coach's Corner, happens live every single morning with one goal, to help you grow your health business. If you want to hear more of The Coach's Corner, then click the link in the show notes to join The Healthpreneur Hub on Facebook for free. And if you want to know the four-step system that predictably fills a health business with qualified, ready-to-buy clients, we want to send you an invite to our free online masterclass. You can find that masterclass at healthpreneurgroup.com slash show or by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Healthpreneur Show with Yuri Okine.